0: Hi. Let's see what was going on. We were listening to top legal experts Ben Marcellus and Michael Popak react to breaking legal news live. This was two days ago. Post midterms in guy, this Trump judge, the same judge who's basically ruled in favor of COVID. He's like the pro-COVID judge. Um, And they drew Mark Pittman, and he ruled that it was unconstitutional and and blocked the program. And this is what the Federalist Society does. It's cruelty, but the American people are recognizing what's taking place, though. And so at least that is one of the lessons that can be drawn from these midterm uh, elections. Let's get right into it, Popak, with uh, the sanctioning of Trump's lawyers, including uh, Alina Hoppe, you know, look, she goes on TV and gaslights everybody on the MAGA extremist right-wing media, but we've talked about it here. She's like the worst lawyer uh, in the entire country, because to me, and, I, and it kind of comes through in the judge's order here, because it does blend this incompetence, but what the judge even says in his order is that it's more than just incompetence. So literally, in the order the judge says... Every claim that was filed in this lawsuit was frivolous, most barred by settled law, well-established existing law. These were political grievances masquerading as legal claims. This cannot be attributed to incompetent lawyering. It was a deliberate use of the judicial system to pursue a political agenda. But to me, it's this melding of incompetence and manipulating our legal system, which to me makes her both the worst and most dangerous lawyer in the country, doing literally everything Trump tells her to do in court. Remember, this case relates to it's a RICO or racketeering. That's what RICO stands for. A racketeering lawsuit that was brought against to twenty-nine top legal individuals. Experts. Basically alleging that they hurt Donald Trump's breaking reputation legal news. in 2016 by linking him to Vladimir Putin and Russia. It was barred by, they filed it, let me just say, they filed it in the Southern District His of Florida. His lawyers got sanctioned $50,000. <laughs> they tried to uh, get Frivolous Middlebrooks lawsuits. off the case. They filed a motion to disqualify him and they tried to get the case in front of Judge Eileen Cannon. Before anyone Uh, knew who Judge Eileen Cannon was, Middlebrooks put out an order, it was like in May, so it was before the search warrant issues. And he goes, I know what you're doing, you're trying to disqualify me to go in front of Cannon, and that's an improper basis of trying to disqualify me. Um, They filed first that their original complaint, Trump filed, was in March. They then amended the complaint in like June, adding 193 more frivolous paragraphs to this thing and like it literally read like Donald Trump's ranting and ravings on Truth Social put together in like in a lawsuit and like even in the judge's opinion when he dismissed the case the judge had to say let me try to tell you what i think they are trying to say and under any theory they're barred by the statute of limitations and they're not actually asserting any claims they're just basically saying a bunch of word salad so Donald Trump can try to raise money by filing this frivolous lawsuit. So this sanction motion though just relates to one individual defendant whose, whose case got dismissed. And that's Charles Dolan, who was a political advisor to Hillary Clinton, a former political advisor to Clinton. But as the judge points out in ruling on Charles Dolan's sanctions motion, the most basic facts were wrong. Like they said, Dolan lived in New York. He actually lives in Virginia. And when Dolan told Alina Haba that he lives in Virginia, Alina Habba's response is, well, there's a lot of people named Charles Dolan in New York. So whatever, like whatever, we're just going to keep you in New York. And while the judge said that's not really at the heart of what this case is about, it just shows you the cavalier way that they just make up stuff. And then the judge just went on to say Everything. You know, here's another example, too. They said that Charles Dolan um, was the uh, chairman of the DNC. (laughs) Like he was not the chairman of the DNC. Just another fact. And then they went through all the allegations. But, Popak, tell us what this is. Rule 11. saying Walk us through it. Hey, if you're a business owner or entrepreneur, then I want you to understand something. The demand for virtual speakers is huge right now. They went through all the allegations. But, Popak, tell us
1: what this is. Rule 11. saying Walk us through it. Yeah, I'm about to file a Rule 11 in a case, I'm pretty well steeped <laughs> in the law. And you and I have talked about it in the past that lawyers, although they get a bum rap, and, and rightly so, some of them, like Alina Haba, others are members of a proud profession and um, governed by ethics rules and rules of the federal court system. When we say Rule 11, we're talking about Rule 11 of the Federal Rules of Civil Procedure which obligate any filing, any piece of paper that's filed on a docket in federal court to be signed by a member of the bar of that court. And that signature is not just the John Hancock. It is a certification by the lawyer as officer of the court that they have done the required due diligence and good faith analysis of facts and law prior to filing any paper in that courthouse. And if they don't, it's under penalty that they and or their client can be sanctioned by the judge, which is what we see happening here by Judge Middlebrooks under Rule 11, including both a monetary fine and sanction that just gets paid to the court registry, just gets paid to the court's general account and and attorney's fees. That the other side has suffered or incurred because of the bad behavior, the wrongful misconduct, can also be assessed by the judge. And the predecessor, the, the procedure for implementing a Rule 11, which is referred to in Judge Middlebrook's decision, is what we call in the business a 21 day safe harbor letter. So before you, you actually can file, with the judge, a Rule 11, you have to first give the other side an opportunity to withdraw, literally withdraw, the offending piece of paper from the docket and stop basing their, uh, their case on that filing, whether it's a motion or it's, um, you know, some other position they've taken in court. You have to give the other side at least 21 days. So you write a letter and you usually the letter is c attached draft or proposed motion for sanctions under rule 11 these that outline for you all of the places that your filing is deficient defective wrongful fraudulent frivolous and the like withdraw it if you don't withdraw it on the 22nd day we will have the opportunity to file it with the court now it's the first time really that the court gets uh, it gets knowledge that there is a motion for sanctions. Judges sometimes invite the motion for sanctions. We, we all thought you and me ben certainly that judge middlebrooks in dismissing the amended complaint so vigorously with a sixty five page decision that he was inviting in many places a motion for sanctions under rule eleven or the judge also has the ability under his inherent authority and under another set of statutes to also impose sanctions. But this one is generated rule 11 through the judge. The judge said, I'm maintaining jurisdiction in the event. Anybody
0: wants to file a sanctions
1: motion, (laughs) which which is a dog whistle file the sanctions motions. I'm going to grant it. And to your point in this particular case, they got so many things fundamentally wrong about Charles Dolan. First of all, I'm not sure how close of a confidant or an advisory was to Hillary Clinton, because the judge cited in his ruling that Hillary Clinton testified that she didn't even know who he was. That's one. He certainly wasn't the chairman of the DNC. He didn't live where they said he lived. And all of the ways that they reported his interaction with Igor Dechenko, who is one of three people that Durham, the special prosecutor, prosecuted as part of the Russia investigation and lost. Everybody will remember last month we talked about he did not get a conviction against Igor Dechenko. He walked out the wooden door of the courthouse, a free man. And um, it had to do with the steel dossier, right, connecting Trump to Russia, sexual misconduct by Trump that the Russians supposedly had uh, information about to use to extort him and the like. In any event, they mis uh, misrepresented mm-hmm. to the court in the filing and against Dolan his connection to Igor Duchenko, information that was passed or not passed to Charles Dolan from Igor Duchenko, it was just all wrong. And there is a repercussion for dragging somebody through the mud inappropriately in a public filing, and that is you're going to get sanctioned. The couple of comments that were made by the judge that resonated with me, Ben, and I want to hear from you, is that the judge said 31 individuals and organizations were summoned to this court forced to hire an attorney and defend frivolous claims and the common thread was just Donald Trump's